0: Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus, our Bible study right here on our website. Uh, we believe the study that we're going to get into today, uh, I believe you're going to be intrigued by the title. And I hope you will stay tuned uh, to this Bible study today as as we deal with a subject that we all as Christians are going to experience without exception if you're a christian today and you truly are a disciple follower of jesus christ you're going to experience this particular blessing the problem is is the blessing that no one wants but everybody that is an authentic christian is going to experience and that blessing is persecution yes persecution. I I know the scripture is coming to your mind probably like it initially came to my mind. All those that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If they persecuted me, Jesus said, they're going to persecute you because the servant is not greater than his master. Amen. But there is a hidden blessing and purpose in persecution uh, to where we begin to see it through a different perspective if we listen to what jesus said about it on on the sermon on the mount called the beatitudes and we're going to deal particularly with matthew chapter 5 verses 10 through 12 but to set a context for it we're going to read down through beginning with verse 1 listen to it carefully today Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, and persecute you, and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding. Whoa! I want to stop and and highlight this. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which are come before you. Amen. This is the blessing uh, that no one really wants, and I'm going to include myself. I'm not really happy about being blessed by persecution. I would, listen, I want people to like me. How about you? I, I, I want to be accepted. I, it's, it's, we all have that innate desire uh, to be loved and to be accepted and to be applauded, and, and, and but we're living in a world that will not applaud uh, moral values that come through the Judeo-Christian ethic, that come through the Scriptures. We're living in a world that calls evil good and good evil. And puts light for darkness and darkness for light. And to live in this world as a follower of Jesus Christ is to invite persecution. Even though we don't desire it. We we don't want to be controversial necessarily. We don't want to conflict uh, on every hand. And yet if we follow Jesus, it, we are going to be persecuted just for trying to do what is right in the Word of God and what is right according to the, the teachings of Christ and what is right in, in, in any kind of moral uh, choice that we make. Friend of mine, I want you to know we live in a world today that does not applaud righteousness. They do not applaud uh, a morality that is based on right And wrong. It began years ago with situation ethics. It's only wrong under these circumstances. It's it's only wrong under those circumstances. It's not. There are no absolutes. Well, there are. They're called commandments, and it's, oh, I know we're not under the law. I get that. And, you know, every time I mentioned the Ten Commandments, somebody said, legalism, legal. No, this is not legalism. This is God's standard by which He expects us to live. (laughs) Amen. And they are not suggestions, they are commandments and as a Christian, we shouldn't have a problem with that. We should embrace that. No one can live it perfectly, but we should be perfectly satisfied with God's Lordship, Christ Lordship and God's ownership of us to say, I'm going to I'm going to march to the beat of a different drummer. I'm not going with the culture. I'm not going to put light for darkness or darkness for light. I'm not going to call evil good and good evil like the scriptures say, will happen and was happening and now is happening uh, on a, on a, a greater scale than ever before as the culture continues to go down the road into darkness and to push back at the light. Listen, now, just to be a Christian, you're going to be categorized and castigated. Amen. You're going to be put in camps that you're not in. And yet, they're going to put you in those camps. And they're going to call you things that's going to make you feel terrible because you have love in your heart. You want to show the love of Jesus to everybody. And yet, to follow Jesus means that many, many are going to turn against you. We're living in that generation, and persecution is not coming. It's here. It's always been around. But now, it is more pronounced than ever before. So the message today of, and our teaching is persecution, the blessing no one wants. So let's see if we can find the blessing in this today. Listen to verse 5 once again of, of St. Matthew 10 through 12. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and shall persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. They're going to tell lies on us. For my sake, for my sake, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward, not here by being applauded and accepted of men like some ministries are trying to to achieve today. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Listen, friend, when Jesus preached his message on the mountainside at the beginning of his ministry, he knew what awaited him, and he knew what was in store for his faithful followers. And as we come to the eighth and final beatitude, Many of us would like to take a pass on persecution and any kind of suffering as a result of persecution. And and I'm included. I would rather be, I would rather, as I try to love people and tell them the truth at the same time, To see people to see that God loves them and that I love them. And that's why he's warning them about their sin and about their situation and about the road that leads to destruction. Listen, but follow along as I read once again from the scripture. Blessed are those that are persecuted because of righteousness in one translation. for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Someone suggests that there are at least six reasons why we can't ignore this instruction. Number one, it's the last beatitude. And it serves as a test of all the others. Persecution is as much a normal mark of discipleship as being merciful is. It's the longest one because it's the hardest one to embrace. It's the only beatitude with a command to rejoice and be glad. It's the only one with an explanation. It's the only one repeated twice the word blessed is used Two times, it's as though Jesus is saying, you're doubly blessed when you're persecuted for my sake. It's the only beatitude addressed directly to us. The tense changes from blessed are those in verse 10 to blessed are you. That's what he wanted to get across in this last longest And doubly blessed beatitude. He said, you need this message. You need to hear it personally. I pray that you will receive it personally today. Actually, if we live according to the first seven beatitudes, we'll automatically, (laughs) amen, experience the eighth. It's like an equation. If you're the person of verses 3 through 9, you'll get the persecution of verse 10 through 12. If you're poor in spirit, some people are going to think that you're self-righteous. When you mourn over sin, others will feel convicted and not want you around. <laughs> the meek person might be run over and considered weakness. I used to preach in the in the prison system uh, for a while. Uh, the assistant warden came to our church uh, of the Tampa prison. Uh, uh, Prison system, and and I had a uh, I had a pass to go in, uh, not on Sunday with the guards, but to go in into a, ho- a a room where they could gather for a Bible study, and and I remember. Going into that, that situation unprepared. I'd never experienced that kind of, of ministerial setting. It was always in a church, uh, with basically church people, bad part of town. A lot of characters came in and out that I had to deal with, but I'd never preached in a prison to prisoners in that kind of Bible study situation. Amen. And I remember making a statement when I was there with, with the, the chaplain uh, to, to, to really introduce me to how to do this. Uh, he said, he was reading from the Beatitudes, and he said, he, he had just read, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And I'm just sitting there to be an observer. I hadn't planned to teach uh, anything, hadn't studied anything in particular. And one of the men in the back lifted his hand and said, If I was meek in here, I wouldn't last a month. Old friend of mine and the dear prison minister and chaplain that preceded me, he turned and looked at me. He said, Pastor Venable, I'm going to let you answer this question. And I thought, I mean, I I immediately, I didn't have time to pray the prayer, but I I immediately in my mind said, help me, Holy Spirit. Amen. Help me, Holy Spirit. Spirit, how am I to answer this? That, 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 how can you be a Christian and, and follow the teachings of Christ and, and bear the fruit of meekness, which is a fruit of the Holy Spirit in these kind of conditions and not be considered easy pickings, a prey to be preyed upon? Amen. And I remember immediately it came to my mind and I blurted it out of my mouth. Oh, I, let let me tell you something right here and right now. I do depend on the Holy Ghost, Amen. You can go to Bible college. I'm not against uh, education. Uh, I love I love studying the Scriptures. I love uh, getting into the Greek, and I love all all things to do with God and His Word. Hallelujah! But I'm going to tell you nothing. No training can take the place of depending on the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And he dropped it in my heart. Amen. Because they were dealing with blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And I remember blurting out, meekness is not weakness. It is power under control. I want to say that again. Meekness is not weakness. It is power under control and 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 from that point on uh there was respect for the ministry when I the next week I began it on my own and we saw souls come to Christ and people come after the that time I spent in in that kind of ministry that would come by the church and give a testimony that they were still following Jesus I remember a, a biker guy came on a motorcycle I was going to my car and he roared up and said, Hey preacher and I turned around, I didn't recognize him, you know, without his prison clothes on. <laughs> Amen. And he came up and he he came up and pulled a Bible out of his saddlebag and he opened it up where I had signed it for him uh, because he had stayed with us through the Bible study and he said, I am still following Jesus. I accepted him in the Bible study, and my life has been turned around. He gave me his testimony. I'm going to tell you, I know there's jailhouse, uh, you know, uh, religious testimonies just trying to get on, get on probation and get out of jail and it has no no real weight to it. But listen, there are those that truly come to Jesus and they follow through when they get out of jail. Praise God. Amen. Well, that's what we're talking about here. They, they think, many people think if you bear the fruit of the Spirit, they 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 think you're weak. They, they, they interpret meekness as weakness and it is is not the meat person might be run over therefore if you let them when you, when you break out of spirit the spiritual status quo and hunger and thirst for god some will label you a religious fanatic yes they will you you've just taken it too seriously too personally and went too far be merciful and people will call you gullible Anyone ever tell you this? Well, if he was my husband, if she was my wife, if if, if I was in that situation, I wouldn't put up with this. I wouldn't allow that. Trying to get you to move out of following Jesus and his instructions and operating according to the flesh. And, of course, when we do that, we give place to the devil, don't we? Amen. Strive to be pure in heart in this culture. And feel the tension of a world that lives on lust. And strive to be a peacemaker. (laughs) You better get ready for war. Our faith begins and develops and matures as we live out the first seven of the Beatitudes. Our faith is then tested when we come to the last one. Dietrich Bonhoeffer who was martyred for his faith, he wrote in the book, The Cost of Discipleship, and he referred to, and I quote, the extraordinariness of the Christian life. The extraordinariness of the Christian life. He said, With every beatitude, the gulf is widened between the disciples and the people. Literally, the disciples and the culture, right? And their call to come forth from the people becomes increasingly manifest. The scriptures tell us to come out from among them. And by following Jesus and allowing the fruit of the Spirit to develop and manifest in your life, it will set you apart from the culture because it is the antithesis of the way that fallen man lives his life. Amen. Persecution is a paradox. Therefore, what's hard about this beatitude is that we all like to be liked. Can I get an amen? I want to be accepted. I would love it, but I do no longer expect it. If it, if someone honors me for keeping the faith, that is not a Christian today. Hey, Amen. That's an exception, dear friend. Oh, it is not the rule. Once again, we see that following Jesus, uh, is, is a paradox. He applauds us when we are persecuted. He applauds us for that. Amen. And sees great purpose in it. As an interesting side note, those who were listening to Jesus, probably had a real difficult time with this one as well. It was a common idea back then that all suffering, including persecution, was an indication that God was not pleased and that the one who was suffering was somehow to blame for what was happening. This is particularly evident in the book of Job. Jesus reverses this view. And as we look at this blessing that no one wants, You can see, amen, that being persecuted is a badge of authenticity. It, It says we're living the genuine Christian life, and it's part of the authentic Christian life. Some of us have brought in, bought into the belief that once we have Jesus in our life, everything is going to go so smooth. Everybody's going to love us because we're not, we don't, we don't smoke. We don't chew. We don't go with the girls that do. We're living a better life. We're living a cleaner life. We have a higher moral standard that we're held to and we're living it out. And everybody's going to applaud that. But the Bible said the exact opposite will happen. For those who honor and obey Christ, Jesus never taught the 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 gospel of 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 achieving everything that will cause the world to to honor you and accept you because your moral standards are exactly match theirs. What you value, your values, you know, the material things of this world instead of the spiritual kingdom and the eternal. Listen. When that matches the world, they embrace that. Let's look again at Matthew five ten. Blessed are those who persecute you because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The word righteousness here refers to living the straight way of following Jesus right wise with God. John Stott suggests, that we should not be surprised if anti-Christian hostility increases. But rather, we should be surprised if it does not. If we are the light bearers, if we are God's luminaries, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. The light is shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. Oh, friend of mine, we're told to put on the armor of, of light, which is the whole armor of God. Amen. In 1 John 15 and verse 20, Jesus said, If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. In John sixteen thirty three, he adds, In this world you shall have tribulation or trouble. The Osberg Confession defines the church as the community of those who are persecuted and martyred for the gospel's sake. Speaking of their futures in Matthew 24 and verse 9, Jesus told the disciples they would face some really strong blowback from the world. They were going to have real struggles. Listen to what he said. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you will be hated by all nations. Listen, underscore this because of me, because of me, friend of mine, when we're persecuted because of Jesus, we're to wear that persecution as a badge of authenticity that we are so identified with Him that we are persecuted with Him. Amen. Listen, while all these statements cannot be necessarily fully confirmed, Fox's book of martyrs is generally accepted as a record book of persecuted saints. And in it, it says James was beheaded. It is said on that on his way to be martyred, his accuser, was so impressed by his courage and conviction that he repented of his sin, committed himself to Christ, and was then beheaded along with James. Philip was scourged and thrown into prison and then crucified. Matthew was slain with a sword. James the Less was stoned to death. Matthias was stoned and then beheaded. Andrew was crucified And left hanging on the cross for three days. Peter was crucified upside down at his own request because he did not feel worthy enough to be crucified in the same manner as our Lord. Jude or Thaddeus was crucified. Bartholomew was beaten with clubs and then crucified. Thomas was speared to death. Simon the Zealot was crucified. John was exiled to an island called Patmos, where he died as a prisoner. But he was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day and received the book of Revelation. Friend of mine, when I read of, of and, and when I, not just these ancient records of persecution, but what is going on in our generation in the 21st century, the persecution of Christians is global. It is worldwide, you know, beneath the throne, uh, in, according to the book of Revelation. There are so many crying out. They're, they're so close to God. Those that have been killed for the sake of the gospel martyred. And they're saying, how long, O Lord? Well, our blood not be avenged upon the people uh, of the earth. And you know what Jesus said? He said, it won't be long. It's going to come. I'll take care of that. I'm committed to that kind of justice. Vengeance is mine. He has said, I'll repay, saith the Lord. And listen, he said, just a little while until your brethren who shall also lay down their life for the gospel join you. Just a little while. There are others that are going to pay the same price you did. The ultimate price. From the ultimate form of persecution. Martyrdom. Oh friend of mine. Persecution is a promise in scripture. A promise not obtained by faith. Listen. It's a promise obtained by faithfulness. It's a badge of authenticity. It's a blessing in that it identifies us with Jesus and with His people. Praise God. Amen. So God sees a purpose in our persecution. Persecution, therefore, is part of the authentic Christian life. Listen, some of us have bought into the belief that once we have Jesus, everything's just going to smooth out. Maybe we even thought that we should be completely successful, financially well-off, and loved and applauded by the world because of it. Actually, the Bible says that, well, it's actually the opposite. <laughs> that, 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 that what's going to happen to those that honor and obey Christ? Amen. He, he, he preached we're going to be persecuted. Even, even if God blesses you materially, then they're going to accuse you for having that. I remember a man gave me a car one time. It had a hundred and thirty, forty thousand miles on it, but it was an old luxury car, but it was old. And boy, but it was in good shape. I drove it to church and, you know, I finally had to get rid of it because it just was wore out. But when I drove up in the parking lot in a car, it it was a luxury-type automobile. Well, actually, it was a Buick Riviera from way back, a big old dinosaur. But, boy, it rode smooth for, for about two months before it about gave up the ghost I had let it go for almost nothing couldn't afford to fix it but boy it was so nice I I, that (laughs) I drove up in the parking lot and then I remember a man after church while he was shaking my hand he eyeballed that car and he said when I saw you drive up in that car I thought you had compromised and I thought (laughs) You mean, you mean if God blessed me with a with a nice automobile, you would accuse me of being compromised. If you if you drive an old rattle trap, they accuse you of not having any faith. And surely God isn't blessing you. You can't win. And not all the persecution therefore comes from the world. There's persecution comes from people who are supposed to be applauding your commitment to Christ. Amen. Friend of mine, the world is not going to embrace you, and some Christians are not going to embrace you either. I'm sorry to say there are immature Christians that will be part of the persecution that you and I must endure. But it is a sign that we truly belong to Jesus Christ today and that we are not of the world you know what Jesus said if you were of the world the world would love his own (laughs) but you're not of the world you hear twilight zone all over the place well I'm going to tell you this is not this is not science fiction fantasy this is a spiritual fact our names are written down in heaven. Heaven right now, if you're a Christian, has recorded your name in the book of life. Glory be to God. And the Bible said in the New Covenant that our conversation is in heaven. That's not our speech. It's our it's, it's our citizenship. It's the Greek word for an actual citizenship. Sometimes Paul escaped being killed because he was a citizen of Rome. He lived in Rome initially and could prove he was from there. Well, our citizenship is in heaven. Heaven already records your name. Before we get there, while we're living here, we are citizens of there. Praise God. Amen. Listen, this... This persecution identifies us as authentic Christians. Amen. You may be blessed and you're persecuted because you've been blessed. You may be in going through a time right now when you're without work and, 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 and everything you had your faith in has come to a screeching thought and, and has faltered and, and now you're just trying to, to somehow get through it. And you're going to be criticized because you're not in the high echelons of the blessed. What is wrong with your faith? Why are you not trusting God so you can have more stuff? Listen, friend, we need to throw all of that junk out and say, I want to be pleasing to my Lord. I want to be pleasing to my master. And having pleased him, whatever state I find myself in... (laughs) I am told therewith to be content. Don't let anybody make you discontent for your lot in life if you have Christ as your Lord and Savior. Praise God. Paul said, I learned it. It's a great lesson to learn. And you've got to learn it through experience. But he said, I have learned in whatever state I'm in. (laughs) Hallelujah. To be grateful and to be thankful. Hallelujah listen friend God loves you so much today that he gave his son for you and we're walking through a world that doesn't get you and will never get you because they can't even see the kingdom and they can't even enter the kingdom unless they bow down get rid of their pride overcome their flesh tendencies disown the devil <laughs> amen and and become as a little child to enter it. Today, dear children of God, let's don't pull our head in because of persecution. Let's don't be timid or ashamed. We belong to the Most High God. Amen. And we should live out our life without apology and without any shame. Whatever state you're in today... If Jesus is the Lord of your life and you're following Him and you're being persecuted as a result of it, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. That's where it really matters, isn't it? When we draw our last breath, that's why Paul said these light afflictions, which are but for a moment, worketh for us. An exceeding weight of glory when Jesus comes. And friend, He's coming soon. Hallelujah. We love you today. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, <laughs> don't, don't run from Christianity for fear of persecution. Come to Christ. You'll find that what you receive is something the world could never give you. All those people that applaud you now, that may reject you then. They can never give you what you're going to find in God's kingdom. His joy, His love, His peace, His power, His promise to never leave you nor forsake you. To take you home to heaven, to live with Him forever. Amen.